More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off right now. My main man, Clay, is uh, taking a day at the ballpark with his uh, his son. So it's going to be just me today solo. Which means extra time for all of you if you want to call in, email in. I guess actually it doesn't really change that, but you know what I mean. Just me and you hanging out. So 800 282 2882, and then uh, also email us on the VIP email uh, at clayandbuck.com. Sign up, please. A lot to talk about today. Um, interesting little note here from Politico. Just putting this out since we'll start with a little politics. I want to get into something else momentarily. But Trump, according to some aides who spoke to Politico, considering Nancy Mace for VP. Hmm. Interesting. Not sure I would have seen that one coming. Don't know if that is going to actually come to anything, but not someone whose name we've we talked uh, Senator Scott before and people have brought up a, a number of different v- people have talked about a DeSantis Trump unity ticket or even an RFK Trump ticket. Nancy Mace now a name in the mix as a possible running mate for uh, Donald Trump. We have. The hunt for that missing submarine uh, at the Titanic, uh, obviously 12,500 feet below the surface, and they're putting all the assets they have in play here, the deep-sea rescue assets, to try to save the five individuals who are on that submarine. Uh, As I speak to you now, they have less than 24 hours of oxygen left, so there is a clock on this. Uh, there have been some reports that there's noise that has been picked up. Sounds like possibly the banging on a hull. And uh, if that is the case, it would obviously indicate sign of life, which would be really encouraging to the rescuers. I'll, I'll give you an update on that. And if we have any submariners in this uh, incredible radio audience, at some point, please call in. I, I've, I've got some questions about this. I'm curious. It seems that my question yesterday 
uh, with regard to they must be able to track this thing, right? There must be a homing beacon. Well, if they had some kind of a power outage, which is a possibility here, that may be what, you know, if the if the sub just goes goes uh, out of power, I don't want to say, well, if the sub goes out of power, then that may be why the beacon no longer works. But you'd think that would be external power source. I don't know. I'm just curious what the dynamics at play here are. Certainly sitting here praying, as I know all of you are, that there'll be a uh, miraculous rescue here of all five of those individuals. Um, a federal court in Arkansas blocked a federal judge, blocked a law that would have banned gender-affirming care for transgender youth. This is now all going to go into the courts. So Arkansas passes a law that says you can't do gender mutilation or hormones for kids, minors, and a federal judge comes along, appointed by Barack Obama, and uh, decides, or actually it might even be a Biden appointee, i got to check, a Democrat appointee, but uh, decides, no, there's a constitutional right to uh, having your breasts removed as a 14-year-old girl. This is where we are, folks. If you're wondering where this is all going, they, they say, oh, why is the right so fixed on this issue? We will come back to that um, a little bit a little bit later on. Also, you have on Capitol Hill testimony from Durham today. It's everything that we thought it would be. The FBI is corrupt at the top levels. It is politicized. They break policy. They play games to help their partisan buddies in the Democrat Party. I'll bring you some of those those details. But I, I sit here and there's there's one story for me that we haven't talked about in a while. And I wanted to spend a few moments with you on, especially because I know there's a lot of parents who are listening to this. And uh, finally, we're getting closer to a, a broader public recognition of how wrong Biden and Fauci and the Democrats were with COVID stuff, which I know feels like a different era for a lot of you. I, I It does for me in some ways. I think back to how a couple of years ago, uh, three years ago, I was in my apartment in, in New York City and the whole world was just had gone crazy. I, I, I think back to where we were and it feels like a different you know epoch, a different era. But it's really not. It was recent. And Joe Biden, the sitting president, did this stuff to us. And I, I don't think we've had a fair hearing publicly about it. And I don't think we've had a reckoning and stories like this. I, I would offer to you are a necessary part of that, a necessary part of that process of getting not only some accountability, because accountability is also about justice, right? Accountability is you did something, you made things happen, you called for policies that were bad. You should at least be called out on that. Your credibility and therefore your power, libs, should suffer. But there's also the protection of us going forward into the future. If we allow this issue to stay where it is, if we allow Biden and the Democrats to get away um, with this, in my mind, it's just a question of when they will run a similar playbook. And in fact, they've started to try to change the pandemic playbook, not to reflect the massive failures of what they did, but to codify it. So the next time around, though they're making some changes here and there, but you know, we know that masks work, they say. Wrong. But they say it. You know, we know that uh, you know, that our, our vaccine program and vaccine mandate saved, you know, millions of lives. Wrong. But they say it. 
school lockdowns, though, or school shutdowns as part of the lockdown. That was one of the areas where it was apparent to anybody who was being honest very early on. Facts, data, rationality didn't mean a thing. And now here you get a little bit of cleanup on aisle Biden. There's been a lot of that lately. By the New York Times trying to convince people this is just part of a bigger trend. Here's the headline. What the new low test scores for 13-year-olds say about U.S. education now. Huh. Wait a second. Here's here's some of the data. Math and reading performance of 13-year-olds in the United States has hit the lowest level in decades, according to test scores released today from the National Assessment of Educational Progress, which is the gold standard federal exam. The last time math performance was this low for 13-year-olds was in 1990. So we haven't had math scores nationwide for 13-year-old kids this bad in over 30 years. And uh, in reading, it was 2004, so almost 20 years. So what do we think caused this? Oh, oh, does, that, does anybody want to take a guess? Why is it that kids now are performing noticeably worse in school despite the masses of cash? That's where a lot of your tax, especially your uh, property taxes, for those of you who live in places where you own, pay, uh, pay property tax, that goes to the education system, a lot of it. The bloated bureaucracy that is the education uh, system. Some places it works reasonably well. Some places it works terribly. And what we saw is that truth playing out throughout the pandemic and the school closures as well. Does anyone want to guess what group of young students was the most dramatically negatively affected by the Democrat obsession with shutting down schools because the teachers' unions wanted their employees to be able to couch surf for a few months or, you know, 18 months over a year. Anyone to guess which group was the most affected? Oh, that's right, of course. Low-income household children, disproportionately black and Hispanic children, They suffered the most from this. And yet, is there any sense among Democrats, wow, we we really failed children? Well, what was the point? Let's go back. What was the point of the school closure exactly? Early on, it's because everybody was panicked, and oh my gosh, we're all going to die from COVID. Well, hold on a second. Really only dangerous to old people in poor health. That was the reality from the beginning. It was the reality the whole time. And the worst thing that could have happened is you got COVID early and they thought, oh, we'll fix you. We'll put you on a ventilator. That was obviously a horrible idea. But there was panic. But so why did they shut down the schools? We knew the children were at effectively zero risk, effectively zero risk. You can never create a situation where there's no risk at all, right? I mean, a piece of the ceiling is going to fall down and hit someone in the head at some point in this uh, this year in this country. Probably going to happen a lot, actually, a lot of times. But doesn't mean you're never going to go indoors, right? That There's risk in life. But the risk to children was effectively zero of COVID. Effectively zero. Despite all the lib parents who, you know, watch MSNBC and listen to Maddow and watch Morning Joe and subscribe to the New York Times. And they, you know, they, they mask up their children, double mask their children. And, and what was the point of all of that? Didn't do anything except 
traumatize and abuse kids. And then even when they opened the schools, as you know, Randy Weingarten, the evil commissar chief of the uh, teachers union, American Federation of Teachers, they wanted all these crazy restrictions to be in place. And I sit here and I, I bring this up because of, yes, the accountability component of it, but also Democrats failed America's children. The, the data is in. The numbers are clear. They made a choice. Keep the donation dollars to campaigns flowing from unions. Keep the union bosses for the teachers unions happy and leave kids high and dry. The kids who can least afford it. The kids who, once they fall behind, are the most likely to stay behind. The kids for whom the education system is their single greatest opportunity to build a stable and prosperous future for themselves. The Democrats abandoned them. Abandoned them. Now, why is this mattering so much in this moment? Well, of course, one, just getting the truth out there, but also we're going into an election cycle. I need to hear a lot more from Republican candidates and just the Republican Party and conservatives in general about this issue. They abandoned children and they did so for selfish and nasty reasons. It was not about science. It was about greed and laziness and cowardice. And you know, the Democrats control the education system from the federal bureaucracy all across the country. And, you know, the teachers unions are one of the biggest sources of votes and dollar donations for Democrat politicians. And what happened? Children were exactly what we said would happen, left behind. This is going to affect there. There are young people right now. There are, you know, 12, 13, 14 year old kids, millions of them. Who are going to underperform relative to how they would have even under a normal system, normal times. Because of what Democrats did to the school system. And the, the drop happened during the lockdowns. Of course. Of course it did. And we said it would. I said it would. Those of you who listen to me know today's a two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary to us of Clay and Buck. If you're listening to me before then, e- e- even in 2020, I was saying in the summer, you got to open the schools. This is crazy. What are they doing? Oh, there's some 30-year-old teachers who don't want to go to work, and so they're going to pretend like they're going to get COVID and die. And so they, they could go partying, you know, they could go do whatever they want, go to bars, go anywhere they want, but they can't go into the classroom with the kids. That's how much they care about the children and about the future. Sure they do. So there's an opening here. There's an opening that I do believe could make a real difference because this is not over. This issue isn't gone. Anyone who's telling you, oh, COVID, rear view mirror, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Why? It's the most monstrous policy failure of our lifetime the most destructive most pointless most authoritarian moment in this nation's history of my life right as long as i've been alive i can't speak to you know what it was like always and at all times but here we are here we are seeing the outcome seeing what happened and the only way there can be accountability is if people speak out about this if our leaders if if Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Scott, and go down, everybody, everybody out there has to be saying, look what they did to your children. And they would do it again. They have no remorse. They don't care. The whole, oh, we care about the future. We care about your Democrats care about being in power and they want the votes from the teachers unions. 
I'm not talking about teachers, but I, I hate this too. Whenever I talk about a power structure, whether it's the FBI or teachers, I'm talking about the people at the top making the decisions. Yeah, of course, there's great teachers across the country. Public schools, private schools. They weren't the one. I'm talking about Randy Weingarten going on TV and advocating for school closures at a point when it was true lunacy to be advocating for this. All the data showed there was no basis for this whatsoever. But we have to understand what we're fighting against, and we have to demand that there is a change here. Parents will listen if we speak to them on this. The parents, independent and swing voters in some of these states, if you say, remember what they did to your children, look what they've done to the school system, look at the change in the test scores, all Democrat policies. And people say, oh, but Republicans locked down too. That's a total dodge. There were... There was the first 60 days of the pandemic where we didn't have the data here in this country. We didn't know what was going on. And then there's everything else. Then there's, okay, we know what's going on now. What do you do when you know? And that's what really counts. Look, you can be in great physical shape, but if your body chemistry is off, you're going to be tired and sluggish. It's going to be really hard to build or even maintain the muscle mass you have. Body chemistry is important. And as men, we don't give that nearly enough attention. But our friends at Chalk do. They make the best-in-class natural daily supplements for both men and women. Chalk's Male Vitality Stack is a daily regimen specially formulated to maximize your energy and focus. The leading ingredient in Chalk's Male Vitality Stack has been proven in clinical studies to increase testosterone levels in men by up 20% in three months' time. Look, testosterone is that biochemical fuel that provides men with energy throughout the day. It's also there for you when you need drive and focus, Chalk can boost those T levels in a natural, safe way, leaving you feel great and focused. Find Chalk online at choq.com. Get 35% off the Chalk subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Buck, when you make your purchase. That's chalk.com and use my name, Buck, for that 35% discount. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to talk about accountability, which is something we do frequently here. I think we have to get into the Durham testimony today and what he's saying about what's going on at the FBI and what has happened there, um, the way that it has become almost up there with the IRS as despised and mistrusted institutions. Now, I know that's not fair to everybody who works at the FBI, but there is a very obvious rot from the top, and um, I want to get into some of that. Also, the analysis of the pro-Biden chorus in the media about the Hunter Biden deal yesterday, it, it is a sight to behold. It isn't just wrong it's so wrong that it barely even qualifies as enough to say it's wrong. It is on another planet, the stuff that they're saying. Oh, not only was it not a sweetheart deal, they, they went, they went tough on Hunter Biden. I mean, this is, this is Democrat party overall is a cult. Overall, it is a cult. And I will explain some of that and why coming up here in just a moment. Also, give me a ring, 800-282-2882. Look, we're just starting the summer season, and already we're seeing extreme weather conditions, and some of the crops out there just won't stand a chance. Between that and some worldwide food shortages, we're likely going to experience higher prices and less quantity. That's enough of a reason to stock up on emergency food from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. Right now, they're offering a special low price on their best-selling four-week emergency food kit. It includes breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, with more than 2,000 calories every day to sustain you in tough times. Will it save you from much higher grocery store prices in the future? Maybe. Will it provide your family with food security in the event of a natural disaster or a disruption of some sort? Absolutely. Take advantage right now of these savings. Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. That website again, preparewithclayandbuck.com. You're going to get free shipping too, so don't delay. Lock this in today. Get yourself some food for the just-in-case situ- uh, situations. Prepare with ClayandBuck.com. All right, welcome back to Clay and Buck. It, the update here, we're going to talk about uh, the germ testimony and also the aftermath of the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. They're saying it's not a sweetheart deal. We'll get into that in a few moments. I'll put that on the shelf for a second here because um, I wanted to update you on the uh, the missing submarine, the Ocean Gate Expedition submarine. Right now, as we speak, they have already searched 10,000 square miles of ocean. Um, this is according to the Daily Mail. There's less than a day's oxygen. At this point, I think 18 or 19 hours of oxygen uh, left, something like that. So uh, they're, they're running out of time. There's a French... 
Canadian and U.S. flotilla that is there. They've got some gear that may be able to both. Remember, they got to find it. They got to bring it up and they got to open it. Those are all big challenges under the circumstances uh, here. Those are all things that I think people need to be um, particularly aware of. Uh, so I, I just want to want to keep you updated on this and and uh, also get to a caller right now who was a sonar chief on a submarine for 22 years. Charles in Missouri, you're the man we need right now. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to get called in. Thank you, sir. Well, I, I knew we had a bunch of submariners in this audience, so I knew one of you would answer the call. Thank you. So, t- so tell me this: for to, to I, I mean, I'm a. There are some areas of uh, military stuff I know reasonably well from my time in the CIA. Some I'm kind of mid level. I am not a sub guy. I do not understand subs very well, other than you know, hunt for red October, crimson tide, and you know, dust boat. Um, tell me why is it? Why is it hard? Like, explain how they would find this sub. And what the challenges are. Because to a lot of us, we're like, don't they just ping the sonar and they find it? So, so yes and no. Now, uh, and it kind of depends on the condition of the, the submarine uh, or submersible. Uh, the the easiest way to find it would be with active sonar. But now, if that submersible is full of water, active sonar is the change in medium. Like, so if it was, if it was full of air... It's going to give off a lot better return. Uh, full of water, it's it's tough. Uh, well, obviously, if it's full of water, it's not a rescue mission; it's a salvage mission, right? So, I mean, we're hoping that it's still, Absolutely. it's still, um, you know, the hull is still intact, and that that is, you know, the, the the first step in all this is that is that they're still alive in there. But it, you know, it, is it how how hard is it to like when a sub has to go find another sub? What are some of the challenges of trying to? winch it up you know bring it up to the surface oh i mean that's kind of out of my my world but that's that's in the diver salvage kind of world of expertise but uh you could just the the number one would be the weather conditions uh you know the sea state at the surface um but and then and then getting whatever the the gear would be down you know i think it's 12 12,000 feet is what i saw uh, yeah 12,500 are are they are you confident that they'll be they'll definitely it sounds like be able to find it at some point it's just the race against the clock part of it that may not you know they may not get there in time is that what's likely to be the the, the state of play you hate to say yes but you know that that makes sense um I don't, when they when they say four days of oxygen, you know it's kind of like, like something that a firefighter would understand. Uh, that's what they're rated for. It all depends on how much the the guys down there uh, uh, are breathing. Uh, so four days is kind of best case scenario. Uh, if if they're breathing really hard, or they're they're sucking down a lot of oxygen. That that time shrinks a lot. Yeah. Well, we're praying for him, Charles. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate hearing from a submariner on this issue. Um, you know this this is. We're 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 in the hope phase, everybody. We're just hoping they can get these guys out. Also, one thing I've seen there's um, something online that you'll come across if you if you do searches or you look up this uh, this situation of these these five men who are uh, un- undersea. There's there's some people who are arguing that there shouldn't even be the rescue mission is too dangerous, so they shouldn't even go after them. Uh, other people are essentially taking some position. This is online where you have a lot of a lot of nasty stuff um, that, you know, this is this was a reckless thing to do in the first place. And so 
I I think it's interesting as a society, uh, we we generally are, or at least historically, we have thought that the adventurer spirit was something to to elevate. Now there may have been mistakes here in this process. We'll learn a lot more about this in time, to be sure. But I I just think that um, it's maybe a little bit of a surprise to see there are individuals who. Uh, are are negatively predisposed toward the people that just went down to see the Titan see the Titanic wreckage, and are are doing this pretty remarkable trip. Look, I I wouldn't do it. I understand that's a different thing. Like, I'm not getting in a submarine. I I get seasick and claustrophobic. So you you know sub. That's why I said submarines for me. I can watch movies about it. Submarine is one of the last places I would ever want i think i'd go into outer space before i'd go into a, a submarine that's 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 i'd rather be in space at least i get to see the earth from orbit before you know houston we have a problem right that's that's where i would take it um but i'm I'm also really really hopeful here just that there'll be some good news um either during the course of this show or tomorrow i'll be able to come on and tell you so we're praying uh prayers up for these five uh they were trying to do something extraordinary and something something happened and you know this is there are going to be people who take risks um, in, a, in a whole range of areas in ways with the explorer's spirit, and it can go wrong. Uh, that's, always, that's always been the case. But I just feel like we generally elevate that sentiment of, of exploration and, and not I, – I, I think I was a little surprised to see how many people were negative toward this. Not that they don't want to do it. Like I said, I wouldn't do it, but I, a lot of things I wouldn't do that I think are amazing. I'm not even a jump-out-of-planes guy. And that almost, I almost had to. <laughs> so that was almost part of like my job, but I didn't. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that didn't come up. I would have done it, but you know, wouldn't have been my, my favorite thing. 800-282-2882. We come back here in a second. We'll talk about, uh, the testimony that Durham is giving up on Capitol Hill about the FBI. And then also second hour, we'll get a little deeper into the Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. Uh, it's just inexcusable and, and it's, it's really troubling. You know, we talk about what does it mean to be in a country where one side has weaponized, uh, weaponized the judiciary, weaponized the prosecutorial arm and investigative arm of the federal government. And what do you do about that? And we're diagnosing the problem. Sure, that's important. We here on this show diagnose the problem accurately and in advance. I told you this was going to happen. You know that. I said, sweetheart deal, make it all go away, no prison time. But it's even when you know it's coming, there's still a part of you that's like, I, they they really did it. You know, they really, they are that scummy. They really are. Um but it's troubling because people ask me this, and this is often comes through, you know, emails and uh, and messages people send after a show. Uh, and we, I got some of these yesterday. What do we do about it? We got to think that one through together. Winning, we got to win. And so, how do we get there? That's the only thing I can think of for what do we do about it? And speak the truth. Speak the truth, no matter how many people lie. Speak the truth, no matter what the costs may seem to be in a day-to-day sense about issues like this, you know, socially or whatever. People are going to, a lot of people have been taken in with these lies. All right, let's 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 switch gears to something that's great, happy, you're going to want to hear about. A summer project worth taking on with a great return on your time. 
help your family digitally transfer all the videotapes stored away someplace that have family moments on them. If there's a stockpile of family videos stored away in boxes, now is the time to digitize those memories. If you're like me, I remember my dad used to have a little camcorder out. You know, he was like doing interviews, probably good for my radio career later. I'm six years old. I'm opening presents under the tree and dad's like, hey, bucko, what do you think of your present? And I'm like, what? Let me just He-Man's castle, you know, gray skull. Let me just get after it. You know, I don't want anyway. You got those tapes, but where are they now? And what's what those precious memories, those amazing stories? What are you going to do with all that? Well, if you want to enjoy them today and have a really good time with your family and also just get a great gift for somebody in your family, Legacy Box is your answer. Legacy Box has a big sale on their videotape transfers, just $9 per tape, which is a major discount off their regular $25 price. Legacy Box makes all of this easy, starting with them shipping you a box to load all of your tapes in. In just a few weeks, they ship all of your tapes back along with brand new digital files that are meant to be saved and shared forever. It's such a great service. Start this today at LegacyBox.com slash Buck for this $9 tape sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash Buck to unlock this incredible offer. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, welcome back. Thanks for uh, being here with me. 800-282-2882. Like I said, uh, next hour we'll talk about the aftermath of the super sweetheart deal for Hunter Biden and also the Durham testimony on Capitol Hill. DOJ. DOJ now a, well, I was going to say rogue elephant. That's not even really two. It's an elephant that has been weaponized for one side against the other. Uh, So that's what's going on right now. And what do we do about it? We want to talk about that in a second. Also got an email from a VIP. Is it Submariner? That's what they're telling me now? I mean, I know it's like the Mariners is the is the sports team, isn't it? God, where's Clay? The Mariners is a sports team, I think, right? Am I crazy? Um, but I guess someone's saying it's Submariner. I don't know. I, that sounds weird to me, but I could be wrong. Dale in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Sir, uh, you're calling in. You're the retired director of undersea medicine for the Navy. So I feel like you can weigh in on a bunch of this. <laughs> yeah, and it is, uh, and, and the, the American Navy uses the term uh, submariner. The British Navy and many other foreign navies use submariner as, uh, as their uh, title. Well, I do not, I'm not a King George, the, you know, that's not my way. So <laughs> submariner, I'm on it. All right, sir. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk briefly about uh, situation, the, the kind of conditions inside the submersible. I mean, based on the information that's been released, uh, you know, they said they had a 96-hour life support system capability. Um, So, you know, I I still have some optimism that, um, you know, if they can be found in that time period um, and also if a um, remotely operated vehicle can uh, be sent down to help assist, um, you, you know, I suspect um, and, unless they had like a, a catastrophic rupture of the pressure vessel that, that they were in, um, that the most likely scenarios, they became entangled in something and were uh, basically trapped on the bottom. Gotcha. So you're you're it sounds like at this stage still optimistic that a rescue could happen. I. Uh, you know, I didn't say you're you're betting on it, but your system is functioning. Yes, you think you think it could happen, and then in terms of the, um, you know, pulling the sub up. I mean, if they get there and they're alive, are the chances better than fifty fifty that they'll be able to get it up to the surface? Well, it, it depends on what what is holding it down. They should be able to. Um, I, I mean, most submersibles will have positive buoyancy. Uh, when they have like emergency weights and that sort of thing that they drop so that they can ascend uh, from the bottom under their own, uh, you know, just from natural buoyancy. So um, uh, if they can just uh, cut away whatever is trapping them on the bottom, which which I think, you know, unless they had a catastrophic failure, that's most the likely most likely scenario as to why they're still um, submerged. Um, that uh, they should be able to rise to the surface. Dale in Pennsylvania, thanks for calling in, sir. Appreciate it. We have a surprise caller. The team will not tell me who it is. I have some guesses. Who wants to say something about the two-year anniversary of Clay and Buck, which is today. Hi, surprise caller. What's going on? I'm on the interstate headed into New York City. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, they wanted to uh, to have me call. I was just listening to that interview I'm as, uh, or that caller. I'm super fascinated, as you are, Buck, by the... Uh, by the submersible there, but it's been a really fun two years, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow. 
That's great. You know, they really didn't tell me. So that's Clay, everybody. I assume you know that. But I didn't know who it was. They just said we have a surprise celebrity caller. So that is Clay Travis, the co-host of the show. And uh, Clay, you were probably uh, yeah. hoping for far better. Uh, let's be honest, but uh, if, to the extent that I classify as a celebrity, they said. They I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking maybe way. we're getting a Scott Bayo call, but I'll take I'll yeah. take <laughs> I'll take Clay Travis. That's great, man. Thank you for a great two years, Clay. It's been phenomenal. Uh, can't can't thank you enough for what a fantastic co-host you are. And um, and yeah, man, have a great time at the game tonight. Uh, that's good. That's going to yeah, be fun. Can't wait. Gonna My have beloved New York Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I get to go see the Yankees. So I haven't been to the new stadium yet. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll be back in uh, studio tomorrow. So I'll let you hold down the ship. Uh, but, yes, sir. Uh, but I wanted to touch base and uh, keep it rolling. All right, Clay, everybody, Clay, thanks for calling in on his on his day off. He still calls in because that's the dedication he has to all of you across the country. Um, so we have. Oh, yeah, I, I, I've already. Okay, I, Submariner. I get it, everybody. I get it. I get it. I look. To be fair, I came on the air and I said, everything that I know about sub, I didn't even read about a submarine when I was in the CIA, okay? So that was not, we were not like, oh yeah, all those Al-Qaeda nuclear subs we got to worry about. Like, that was not a thing. So it was, I did not spend any time learning, um, on the, on the high side, the classified side, or just the government side about submarines. And so I now know it is submariners. Uh, I have, I, I did give you the recommendation, the book recommendation of, uh, Shadow Divers, which is about uh, salvage and uh, wreck divers, which I just think is a great read. A lot of you will really, really like it. Uh, Kirsten is the author, and it, you will. I, I've recommended it to people before, and they have read it in a weekend. Mo- more than one person, I've said, "Hey, you should read this book." They start on Friday; they're done by Sunday. So, or at least that's what they've told me. So, uh, I think people really, really like it. I'm also getting a hard time now from people who, ever since, so Clay's first concert that he ever went to was Paula Abdul, which is which is strong. Strong. Um my first concert was Debbie Gibson, taken to by my mom. I think I was in the second or third grade. And they're saying, well Buck, you probably wanted Debbie Gibson to call in today. I, she's still out there touring. She's doing she's not that much older than me. I didn't realize this. The guys had to tell me, um, you know, when you're when you're eight or nine years old, anybody who's an adult you think is like just in this whole different world i think she's 10 years old than me so she's still out there doing well so you know good for her um we will dive in here uh well dive in we will uh jump in to the uh continued analysis of the hunter biden situation here what does it mean uh for where we are with doj because it's not it's cumulative right you've got all these things that are adding up on the one hand you look at this you say I told you the sweetheart deal was coming. You know I told you the sweetheart deal was coming. On the other hand, uh, this is a, in addition to what's going on against uh, with Trump. You know, they've moved the trial. This was just announced last uh, day. They've moved the trial from Miami, where I am, uh, up to Fort Pierce, Florida. So um, north of here, I guess, hour and a half, two hours. Uh, so they've moved it which is interesting a venue change has occurred there's an august trial date set that could be pushed back but what do we think about just the trajectory of the justice system under the biden administration overall given these facts we're going to get into it my friends here coming up in a moment and uh also let up those lines 800-282-2882 do we have a justice department worthy of the name justice That's where we're going next. Stick around.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.